Lightning is simply electricity. The cloud is angry, yes, make him strong. All the electrons are saying, I am leaving you. I go to the land of opportunity. The ground says, yes, we need electrons trained in science, just like you. Come, come, welcome. Welcome to Generation Lost, the show about movies with Bryn. And Jeremy. And I've learned my lesson this week. <laughs> <laughs> and it is week two of spooky season. <laughs> I added the sound effects last time, but I'm assuming you won't this time. <laughs> chain, chain, chain. Chain, uh, <laughs> chain of fools um yeah and we are talking about this is i think the first time we have kind of accidentally done the same director two times in a row yeah um we've definitely done like director months but this is not tim burton month we just kind of thought we wanted to see frank and weenie um yeah i think actually that sleepy hollow was like a late addition i think we had already decided that i think frank and we might have been the first one that we decided we were watching this month okay um or paranorman one or the other right i get those two mixed up a lot (laughs) i'd never seen frank and weenie so Mm -hmm. uh this is a fun little watch for me but we won't talk about that now we will get to spooky season later but thank you for being dream of it (laughs) uh uh, and until then, what we will be talking about is what else we watched this week. And Jeremy, what did you watch this week? What else did you watch this week? <laughs> That's right. Uh, I, uh, I, <laughs> so I watched a couple of things. I, um, I, on Thursday, uh, when we usually record these, uh, I didn't know that you were sick and I was running out of time. So I crammed a movie <laughs> down my fucking face. Uh, <laughs> Well, I was unpacking uh, in my house. Uh, I watched Pop Star, Never Stop, Never Stopping. Oh, my God. I love that movie. <laughs> I had a great time. I think it's really funny. I think it's um, it's really charming, but I also was a little bit like, I don't know. like Did it, uh, did it not work for you as much? Uh, I think the comedy, comedy really wise? worked. I think that what I was kind of getting frustrated with is the ways in which it, like, it really just falls into all of the exact tropes of that type of movie to begin with. Like it's not like the way that Dewey Cox is like making fun of all those tropes. And right. I found that kind of grating. Cause I was like, all right, you know, you're so smart and above it all. Dewey, <laughs> you know, uh, this kind of feels like it's, it's making fun of pop star stuff, but it's like, like the way that you know from the get-go once they say he's in the style boys you're like oh the style boys are gonna get back together by the end of this that's gonna be the resolution of the movie the moment they talk about the style boys you're like that's where this movie's going right of course so i was a little disappointed in that stuff um just the scripting of it you mean like yeah i thought it was just a little paint by numbers plot wise but the comedy is very good um yeah the movie is very funny 
it's in very like, funny. Um, I love, I love, is it Tyler, the creator doing the rapping for his, his friend? <laughs> I don't know. It definitely seems like he's based directly off of Tyler, the creator, but I don't know mm-hmm. if Tyler is actually in the movie. Yeah. Um, but that but yeah, guy I don't is know. Great. I mean, look, the the problem is that I didn't really end up having a lot to say about it. You know, it's just <laughs> kind of like it's an okay movie. It's funny. Uh, I enjoyed myself watching it, but I also was like, I don't know, whatever. Uh, sure. I the other thing yeah, that I watched this week. It's a light. It's a light. Little, it's a very light watch. It's an easy little little thing to watch. Aperitif. Yeah. But I watched. In addition to it, I watched. Um, the first episode of Dahmer Monster, the Jeffrey oh. Dahmer story. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about this on a bonus last week's bonus, yeah, right? Yeah, uh-huh. And um, we, ta- we both basically were like, this looks pretty good. I'll pretty watch cool. it. I don't know. How is it? Pretty good. I actually yeah, liked it. Good, uh, yeah. It's very much what people have criticized it for it feels very exploitative it feels very oh, no. it feels really gross to watch like <laughs> there's definitely like i don't know man like it, there's stuff in the first episode yeah. that i made jokes about uh you remember because in the article that we read they were like and they gave him those sexy aviator glasses yeah, to make yeah. him look cool we're like he wore those in real life and, and I, but I made a joke about how like they're so essential to his character that there's going to be something in it where they get knocked off his face and he's got to find them and like <laughs> and, and the person's going to like just be about to make it just in time for him to get the glasses on and grab them. They literally do that in the first episode. <laughs> However, the guy does end up getting out. So it, it opens the first episode is him getting caught. Oh, interesting. So they're doing like a nonlinear, you know, Tarantino sort of thing. uh, Yeah, take us back to the beginning. Yeah. So it's, it's, you're probably wondering how I found myself here. (laughs) Uh, You're probably wondering why I killed 37 people. By the way, he talks like um, Joe Para, which is also (laughs) really funny. That'd be funny with Joe Para. It's just like, uh, you're probably wondering how I, how I managed to get myself here. (laughs) Dissolving bodies in acid. It's a really weird process. It's a weird process. I'd I had love to learn to a lot. Show you. <laughs> uh, it's pretty good, though. I think. Um, uh, I think that uh, what's his name? The Evan the actor, Evan Peters. I think Evan Peters is really good. Um, what's he's he in? A, what's that guy from? He's from American Horror Story. Oh yeah, yeah. And he's a he's a very underrated actor. I feel like because of how just utterly trashy. Uh, American Horror Story is I feel like he unfortunately has just like it, it's just like a weight that's just been tied around his neck you know mm-hmm. uh, oh he's from St. Louis Missouri wow that's now I like from. him even more yeah that's where I'm from <laughs> yeah you're a Missouri- <laughs> I was born there now <laughs> what do they call them Missouriites Missourians maybe Missourians Missoubles <laughs> Zoobles. Mizoobles. Why would they say Zoobles? <laughs> oh, he's also uh, Quicksilver in X-Men Days of Future Past. Is he having a baby with Halsey? With who? Halsey. Who's that? Uh, she's a famous singer. Mm, pop star. He used to date Emma Roberts. Who's that? Is that... Uh, that's not Hermione, right? 
No, that's Emma, Emma Watson. Watson. Emma Roberts is from uh, the Nickelodeon television teen sitcom Unfabulous. <laughs> nope, not ringing any bells. <laughs> She's very familiar looking. She must have been in something else. Uh, but it looks like there might have been some controversy. Yeah, it looks, sure looks like that. <laughs> it looks like they were beating each other up for some reason. In July 2013, <laughs> while they were staying at a hotel in Montreal, Canada, someone overheard a dispute coming from their room, called the police. <laughs> After a heated argument, they had begun hitting each other. The police arrived. They arrested Roberts. <laughs> Peters was not arrested because Roberts did not have any immediately visible injuries. <laughs> Go Canada. Nice. <laughs> Finally, someone's sticking up for the fellas. <laughs> yeah. They arrested the lady just because... Did he have visible injuries? I guess that's the implication. Hmm. So now uh, they got... So now he's with Halsey. And they they got engaged and then they immediately broke up and now they're with Halsey. Um, hey, good for him. Who's yeah, Halsey? She's like a... She's, the do- she's a nepotism kind of person. She uh she's the daughter of somebody famous. But I can't recall. Her last name is Frangipane. Frangipane. Oh Ashley no, I guess I'm Frangipane. I, I guess I'm Anyway, wrong. it doesn't matter. The point is uh Dahmer monster the Jeffrey Dahmer story is uh it's a pretty good time. It's it's very tense. Um yeah. I think it's very effective at what it does. Cause like you don't know, I mean, I'm spoiling the first episode. So apologies for that. Like they don't uh, set it up for you to like, really know what's going to happen in the episode. Mm. Like you, like for you, it may as well just be another fucking day of him just murdering, you know, mm-hmm. uh, it very easily could have just felt like it could have ended with, you know, he just murders the guy and that's the end of the episode or whatever. Just kind of like set you up for like what he's all about. But this uh, so one is the one where he gets caught. Yeah. Uh, and I guess I won't spoil that. I mean, you I guess already, I've already You've already it. done that. Yeah, the guy gets away uh, and he finds cops and the cops come and get him. Uh, and then it ends with him in, in holding and they have Jeffrey Dahmer's dad come in. And he's like, what did my son do? What did he get himself into this time? Like, what's the trouble <laughs> here? And he's like, well, we found... I like uh, how he sounds like King of the Hill. (laughs) He sounds like Hank, yeah. What the damn hell? What in the damn hell happened here? (laughs) You you mean to tell me my son dissolved him in acid? (laughs) Now, where'd you learn to do a dang thing like that? Where'd you learn to do a dang thing like that? Bobby? (laughs) Bobby, where'd you learn to do that? (laughs) I'm going to come down on you I'm going to come down there and kick your ass. (laughs) I'm getting closer. I'm getting in there. Uh, I I think it's Bobby. That's that's the word you got to say to get yeah. into that impression. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah. So they have a scene where they bring the dad in, and the dad's like, "What did he do? Like, what is my son in trouble for this time?" And he's like, obviously expecting it to be like, "Oh, he was like doing drugs or something like that." And they're like, "Well, sir, we uh, uh, he tried to murder this guy." And he's like, "Oh my god!" And he's like, "And when we went into his apartment, we uh, <laughs> we found." Um, a tub of we've oh it's like we found pictures of lots of dead bodies and he's like what and he's like and uh we found a 
a large tub of acid that he's using <laughs> to dissolve several bodies. And he's like, what? And he's like, and uh, we found <laughs> human hearts Ziploc baggied and frozen in his freezer. Uh, and we found some hands and some mummified penises. And uh, we found some stuff that like suggested that he maybe was eating some of the bodies. And his dad's just like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> and they're just like, we're going to like, we're going to leave. We're going to go outside for a minute, have a smoke, and we're going to come back. I'm just going to let you process all this for a second. <laughs> we'll see you later. And they just walk out, and the dad just like starts just crying. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> what the it's fuck? So impossible. Like, it's, it's impossible to get just like as nobody, like just unattached from the situation. You hear all that stuff, and you're like, what? <laughs> imagine it's like your fucking son yeah that's what's so crazy about this stuff because it's just like that's somebody's son how well it's like how inattentive or like disconnected you have to be to like not know this kind of stuff but you like are still communicating enough for them to like call you you know what i mean (laughs) like uh it and then it's just like if somebody was like yeah this happened in your neighborhood you'd be like what (laughs) yeah right how many times did i see him at the store or something you know but then it being your like your kid that you talk to all the time (laughs) yeah brutal stuff so crazy uh but yeah so so far it's pretty good i'll i'll keep watching it for sure um it's it's all right nice i mean does it feel you so you so it does feel disrespectful to you it doesn't feel I don't think disrespectful is the word for it, although a little bit, because I do kind of feel like I, I'm like if I was related to the guy who they're showing as the victim here, like if I if I knew him in real life or if he was related to me or I had any sort of connection to him at all, I uh-huh. definitely would kind of be like, this is really fucked (laughs) like because they're showing like it's long it's the whole episode basically is in the apartment with the two of them like he goes to he goes to a gay bar picks this guy up brings him back to his apartment saying like i'm a photographer i'm gonna take your picture and he's like all right sure man i'll come take a picture with you and like they're at the apartment and like instantly it's like disgusting and scary and he's like i'm gonna fucking die here for sure Uh, and but he like handcuffs him and he's like making him watch a movie and stuff and like doing oh, all this creepy shit with him like immediately kid like he's, you're kidnapped you can't leave it basically like because well they're there for a minute like it instantly like stinks when he gets there he's like it fucking smells disgusting in here man I can't fucking hang out with you <laughs> <laughs> and then like he starts seeing stuff around where he's like this is sketchy this doesn't yeah, feel yeah. right uh, and then like um yeah and then he's like i'm gonna get out of here and Dahmer's like you can't leave and then he like handcuffs him and like holds a knife to him he's like you can't go we gotta watch a movie together we're friends <laughs> Yikes! Uh, and the guy is like just trying to trying to buy time to try to get out the door i guess so it's all him like like he like dances for him a little bit he like like starts trying to fuck him he like suggests that he sucks his dick and whatever like it's like very there's stuff where you're like, this is really like, I don't know if it was me, if it was me who like was that in the too, apartment yeah. with him, I'd be like, I don't want you making a Netflix show about how I like tried <laughs> to suck his dick to survive. 
like, really embarrassing. It's really embarrassing. <laughs> and then two random dumbasses are going to say a podcast about it and laugh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't need any of that. <laughs> no. Yeah. Have you ever seen uh, Six Feet Under? Mm-hmm. Uh, you remember the episode that's all David getting abducted? And like, no, I mean, I haven't, I didn't see the whole thing oh, and I oh. definitely don't remember much of it. It's like season four or five. Uh, like one of the characters, just like a crazy guy, like just abducts him. And then like mm-hmm. the whole episode is him just like being held at gunpoint and like being forced to drive him around and like get drugs and then like made to have sex with him and stuff. And it's like, it's so intense. Is David um, Dexter? Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and then for like the rest of the show, it's just Is like the this guy's real name, Michael Richards. No, <laughs> it's uh Michael something. Michael <laughs> Hall, I think Michael C. Hall. No, that can't be right. I think it is. Yeah, I'm right. Michael C. Hall. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. And then for the rest of the series, it's just like this thing that he's like constantly dealing with the trauma and like a uh, PTSD of, mm. um, was what I really love about that show is just like, it's just like now this person is irrevocably changed yeah, <laughs> for the rest yeah, of their yeah. life. Uh, it's good. Highly recommend Six Feet Under. <laughs> if you and, haven't seen uh, it, I mean, based on the first episode, I recommend Dahmer <laughs> Monster, the Jeffrey Dahmer story. Why not? I mean, I, I like it. I, I'm interested. I'm probably going to check it out. Um, it's worth it. Yeah, it's worth a check out at least. It's worth one episode. You can. <laughs> You could survive one episode. The problem, though, is that it looks like after the first episode, we're going to Dahmer's childhood. And I'm not really oh. particularly like that's that's what I mean about like the exploitative nature of it. Right. Is it's like it, it really feels like it's just like every single detail. Like there's no detail that's that's uh, too minuscule in the in the Dahmer story. It's a weird thing because it's like what and we talked about it on the bonus is like what is off limits that like something if something happened in reality, should you never show it? Like, at what level is it like, don't write a story about this? Well, it's like, it's 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 in what level of detail is kind of what I'm starting to think about now mm. is like, it's it's telling the story is one thing, but it's like, it's the way in which like they're showing him like sucking on Dahmer's finger being like, what if we go in the back room and I do something for you? And you're right. like, this is so fucking demeaning to like show this person's survival tactic, you know? Right. And it's like, what are we gaining from seeing this? Like, yeah, it, it it's hard to even like construe it as like, yeah. We're, what we're, what we're are you learning how... from that? Are you supposed to be like, oh, I didn't realize that people do desperate things when they think they might die. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't know Jeffrey Dahmer was so bad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's weird, but yeah. I'm interested. Well, what did you watch this week? I watched a couple things. Oh, speaking of, uh going to their childhood uh i've watched the last couple episodes of dragon house yes dragon house and i don't like it anymore i know i'm I'm really upset it's so dumb now and everybody's motivations is just like so paint by numbers and they're just like okay everyone cares about their lineage for some reason just because we say so uh and everyone's mad at each other i don't know it just feels like they just jumped they're moving too fast. They they're to definitely a, moving too fast. They the problem a, is allegedly that like what they have right now is like not even the book yet. Like this right, is all like, just like know. backstory of the book. And it's like, just start with the fucking book then. And I also think that if they had kept the actors, 
of Allison and uh, Renera. Mm-hmm. And just like, even if they needed to like put old age makeup on them or something, I would have, I would have been more down. But like, I yeah. just, I don't even consider them the same people, and it's all confusing. And I think they should have just axed the the early life stuff. Even though, like, I like that actor a lot. It the, was way the young Rhaenyra is really good. I was into that show before, and then <laughs> I think they could have still done it. I think if they just started it from the act, or or just changed the story, so this stuff right. that's happening at the beginning is all happening when they're older. Like you have that power, you could just do that. The stuff's not in the book, you yeah. know. <laughs> like you're making it up anyway. It's just weird having these actors come in and out like this. Because in the next episode, it looks like the kids who the kid who got his fucking eye scratched out is going to be an older kid now. Oh, what? They're time skipping again. Okay. Well, I'm. I just. Yeah, my boyfriend likes it and, and wants to keep watching it, but I just like it. Just feels like watching a PowerPoint presentation. Mm-hmm. It's like, and then this happened, and then this happened, and it's like I don't care I do- about any of these people anymore. The thing is, I did like the most recent episode, uh, even though it looks like complete dog shit now. Like the the lighting is just getting more and more atrocious as the weeks go on. <laughs> um, I did actually like the new episode with like uh, how much talking there was. I really like that. Um, it's okay, but I just like I I just am so bored. Like, why does she even want to fuck the uncle now? Like, yeah, I don't we know. haven't even seen their relationship. Like, has is he? been nice to you this whole time yeah this needed to be way longer it needs to be like the whole first season needed to be them young and they needed to have at least like three episodes where her and damon like hook up a little bit or something like it's just it suffers from not really knowing how to structure something to be like have an emotional arc yeah that's the thing right is it's like i do think that it's structured fine it's just the problem is that they're trying to they're trying to just jump past all this stuff to get to the dragons fighting. You know, that's what they <laughs> seem to think is like, that's what people watch game of Thrones for. No one cares. They want to watch the dragons fight. <laughs> and so they're just trying to get us to that as soon as possible. It's like they learned all the worst possible lessons from the show. Yeah, exactly. And that's a big shame. Yeah. So I watched that. Um, I also watched, uh, Weird. Uh, I had been watching. A, I watched Interstellar. You told you about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You talked about that. And then I watched Tenet. Okay. And I, and I don't know why. I like. Are you gonna it, watch Mank next? Yes, I definitely will watch Mank. I forgot that even existed. <laughs> uh, Tenet was awesome. Um, really. So the thing that is cool about Tenet is that there's no characters. Mm-hmm. They don't matter. It's entirely like a buddy cop movie with really cool action sequences. And like, it's basically like primer if it was an action movie. And it's about the guy who played Dr. Who, right? Mm, David no. Tennant. Oh, <laughs> David Tennant. I forgot his name. Uh, no. Yeah. It's a, it's a, I think a lot of people were sort of turned off. I think the thing is, is it got weirdly bad reviews because it's like not really for Christopher Nolan fans. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't have that sense of, like, I'm way smarter than you. Like, the movie actually just is very complicated and spends a lot of its time telling you about it. And the best thing about it is that the main character 
doesn't know he's in a Christopher Nolan movie, so he's just annoyed at everyone else the whole time. <laughs> That's fun. I like, like that. Like uh, it's Denzel Washington's son, John Washington, and he's very charming and good. And like uh, Michael Caine shows up and is just like, "You have to go to do this," and he's like, "Why?" <laughs> he's like, "That's stupid." Like he just like has this sort of attitude of like, "I don't get why anything is working this way," and he's sort of believably a guy who wants an explanation. Um, and then him and Robert Pat- Pattinson have like a pretty good rapport and like have a fun little bromance and they're on screen a lot together. Uh, mm-hmm. And there really isn't a much of a love interest. Uh, so there's sort of just like them doing cool missions with the cool backwards superpower and it's filmed really impeccably. Um, the backwards superpower? So the premise of the movie is... There is, they the CIA basically started, and some other secret organization that's even more secret than the CIA, uh, started finding these like pieces of shrapnel and bullets that are, their inertia is reversed, um, so they're moving backwards through time. Um, okay, it's 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 actually a really complicated concept and the movie takes a long time to get going to explain this to you because it treats you like a baby but mm. i honestly appreciate that because it is a really like brain numbing like idea but basically there there's no real time travel in the movie except you can just go backwards through time so you can like go into a machine that reverses your the way you're flowing through time so you're okay. going into the past, but at the same rate that people are going into the future. Like we're going to the future now. We're regular. Mm-hmm. We're not inverted. So for like half of the movie, the only thing that exists is like some people have like reversed bullets and like they can like interact with reverse things. And then at like the halfway point of the movie, you find a like they come across a guy who's moving reverse and there's like a fight scene where one of them are, is backwards and the other one is forwards and it's fucking insane. It's like a really cool effect. Hmm. And then there's like a matrix two style car chase scene. That's with cars that are going backwards. Nice. Um, you know, I watched the matrix two recently. Did you not like, um, so I, we did, um, we're doing uh, Metallica month on Albumer. And we just did reload. And so I had as I in my old apartment, I had a TV behind me where I would record albumer. Uh-huh. And so I'd always put something on the TV. And for reload, I put on Matrix Reloaded. Sure. And so <laughs> and and I ended up just like zoning out of the episode for the most part, just watching it <laughs> in reverse cool. on the zoom. It's so cool, man. That, that movie, movie fucking rules. Yes, it does. And I'm really glad that like the 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 cultural takes on the Matrix sequels are starting to come my way. <laughs> They're starting. It's still it's still a little slow. Yeah, but two and three are awesome. They're yeah, and like, people are so stupid about four, man. I can't even tell you how many idiots I've had. <laughs> people are fucking dumb you don't get it I, I i can't even like i'm so disgusted with myself for how many times i've said to people you just don't get it you just don't get the matrix for resurrection you don't get you don't get the matrix at all if you don't get matrix four it's true. frankly it's fucking true 
if you don't like the fourth one, you don't like the first one. <laughs> yeah. And let, listener, if you don't know me, I really hate most of Christopher Nolan's movies. So I, I think that if you go into Tenet with a, a bit of an open mind, there is some like dumb, like info dumps that are just like mm-hmm. not done very well. But like there's so few of them and they're so short. Uh, I think the movie is really clever, honestly. And a lot of fun. It's really long. It's like three hours long. <laughs> um, but it kind of doesn't feel that way. Uh, although I did watch it in two days. Like I watched it in pieces. Um, so I liked it. Um, I'll quickly mention that I also watched uh, Ty West's X. Have you heard of that movie? Uh, is that the, um, that's the horror movie where they're filming the porn in the cabin? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I also watched that. Um what did you think? I don't think I really loved it. Like it was, yeah. it's, I, I don't really get it. So the movie is about like, it's the seventies. This like group of shysters are going to uh, a cabin. They're basically just renting some random place to film porn. And uh, then what happens is um, one of the, the, the screenwriter and filmmaker, there's like the executive producer guy who's got the money and he's also like a a weird porn guy. But then there's like the nerd kid who has the camera and he's like, we can make this an artsy movie, like beyond the green door or whatever, deep throat. And like people will like it. Um, And his girlfriend is like the sound person. And she's like, I want to be in the movie. Why can't I do porn? And then like, they start arguing about it. And like, then the old lady who lives there is like, I want to fuck too. And Mm. then like, she's like all gross and it's also played by Mia Goth one of the girls who's in the porn um and the the old lady is just like annoyed or like weirdly angry that did I already she- make the joke about Mia Goth that that's how Italians call themselves goth <laughs> I don't uh, think Mia Goth <laughs> Mia Goth uh, but she uh she just starts like she's like please fuck me and then the guy's like no and then she just stabs him and so like all of the like it's like an old lady killing people mm. because she wants to fuck, uh, which is not scary. The kills are okay. Some of the kills are fun. Mm-hmm. Um, is that it, the kind of movie it is though? It's like a slasher. It's just of, a like stri- you're supposed to like the kills. Yeah, it definitely has like some pretty violent, like pretty gory kills. Uh, but are they kinda, over the top or are they like just gross? Not really. They're kind of just like old school, like 70s, 80s or like 80s slasher stuff, mm. which is like there's like a nice one where the guy like is like looking through a hole in the wall and then gets like a knife shoved in his eye. Sure. Well, who hasn't seen that? Who hasn't seen it? That's that's the thing. It's like it doesn't really feel that inventive. It's a bit ho-hum if you ask me. The killer is just an old lady who's unreasonably horny for some reason yeah. and i don't it, it feels like a movie that i think maybe because it's an a24 movie it like feels like it should be saying something with this premise mm-hmm. but it has no interest it doesn't really feel like it has any interest in doing that well so. they like they're making more of them right they made like a prequel about her when she was young and horny yeah, yeah. She, her name is Pearl. On that movie, it's looks, called X Two. No, it's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Brian Singer's X Two, <laughs> starring Mia Mia Goth. Uh, but that movie looks pretty interesting. That's why I, I threw it on because I wanted because like that one has all of this weird stuff where she's like in a dream world where she's like trying to fuck the Scarecrow from Wizard of Oz and stuff. So mm. that one looked weird, and I was like, I better watch X. But 
I don't know. I'll watch Pearl, but I don't really get what this movie is about, except for being a sort of mediocre horror movie. <laughs> like it's yeah. not, it's not bad or anything. It's a fine little slasher movie, but it didn't do it for me. So, I think we should get to our feature presentation. I agree, Bryn. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. <laughs> this, this week we watched yes. 2012's Tim Burton joint Frank and Weenie. <laughs> Uh, yes. that he made with uh disney and uh very obviously uh it's during it's this is probably the end of this time period huh where uh everybody who made computer animated movies had to like put them up against a competitor what do you mean like how um like finding nemo came out the same year as a shark's tail and like oh, a bug's life yeah. came out the same year as ants and it was like there was this weird time period where it was like everybody knew computer animation was the future. And it felt like every studio was like battling each other for like, who's going to be the fucking one. (laughs) (laughs) And now it's just like, everybody releases these things all the time. And so Uh it's, it's, there's no like one, but I, isn't monsters Inc and Shrek the same year too. I think so. Yeah. Uh, It was really weird. It was like, they were just like, always doing the same thing for a long time but this is a not a pixar movie it's a disney movie and i think this was like it it was sort of a weird period for them because they they were like i guess we're gonna do some cgi movies and not ever do hand-drawn animation anymore Mm -hmm. um like they did chicken little and this wreck it Uh, over the hedge oh that's not disney but yeah whatever (laughs) I think that's uh I think that's not even DreamWorks. That's one of the weird ones. Um WB or something. But whatever. Um yeah, so this is in a weird time where CGI movies uh were sort of I don't know. I feel like they didn't like really have their identity. So they were sort of just throwing stuff at the wall. Um but this one is this one is 3D, right? It's not stop motion. It just looks I think it like was, it. I think it was, uh, like, uh, Jesus Christ, big time siren going by. What are you, what are you in Brooklyn? <laughs> uh, yeah, I think this was released in 3D. There's a couple of things that I noted where, like, they were doing something towards the screen where I was like, oh, this was supposed to be seen in 3D. Yeah, the cat, like, screeches at the screen. And then, mm-hmm. like, I think the very opening line is, like, it's in 3D. You got to put the glasses on. Yeah, they show. Well, so his movie that he made for his parents is they have the 3D glasses, which I thought was very cute. I love that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love the idea of him being capable of making a 3D movie, but not capable <laughs> of making a good movie. Uh, yes, it was a very silly movie, but he is a very sciencey kid. Dot Victor Frankenstein, that is. So, yeah, I guess this isn't a, a CGI movie. This is a stop motion animation movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first movie that Tim. First oh, yeah, because yeah, they made that, like the. Um, I heard that the models for this were like huge. Yes. It's supposed to be like much larger than normally. Um, but this is the first stop motion movie that Tim Burton directed because uh, mm-hmm. the first two are Henry Selleck, I believe. Um. Oh, no, wait, I'm lying. Corpse Bride was not Tom Selleck or Henry Selleck. (laughs) Tom (laughs) Tom Selleck. Selleck. (laughs) Uh, Yes. James and the Giant Peach is Henry Selleck. Mm -hmm. Nightmare for Christmas is Henry Selleck. And then Corpse Bride and this are just Tim Burton. This is the first one he's directed on his own, though. Yeah. 
So Frank and Weenie tells the story of young Victor Frankenstein, mm-hmm. not not the one you know, but well, a different maybe. one. Maybe, <laughs> uh, maybe in like a different time and universe or whatever. Uh, but he lives in the uh, the American suburbs, and he uh, uh, he's like a little scientist, a little tinkerer. Uh, he's also a loner. He has no friends. His dad is worried about that. Uh, his dad has him go play baseball on a baseball team. And uh, uh, he's got a dog. His um, only friend. Sparky, uh, not Weenie, as you might expect. <laughs> uh, his name is Sparky. Uh, and uh, Sparky follows him everywhere. They go play baseball. Sparky gets hit by a car and dies. Uh, his parents try to comfort him by saying, you know, like, Sparky's gone, but he lives on in your heart or whatever. And he's like, no, I want to bring him back to life. <laughs> well, he he's sort of just sad for a while. And then it finds like has an idea. He's like, oh, mm-hmm. I could bring him back to life after he sees a frog being manipulated in class with electrical mm-hmm. uh, impulses by his weird Russian teacher who's voiced by Martin Landau. <laughs> yeah. Who's awesome. By yeah, he's the way. great. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so he uh, he does the Frankenstein thing. He uses lightning to bring Sparky back to life. For some reason, Sparky also needs to be stitched back together. Not really clear why. <laughs> His little dog guts got exploded. I guess. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, what else? His his buddy Igor uh, witnesses. He's actually sorry, Edgar. His name is yeah. Edgar. Yeah. Not really he- clear why. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they didn't just call him Igor. Yeah. Considering everybody else is like very on the nose and his name mm-hmm. is literally Victor Frankenstein. Yeah. And, and his not, it's not really his buddy. It's like a weird kid who's like trying to steal his project mm-hmm. for the science fair. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I guess like Victor is thinking about submitting his reanimated dead dog <laughs> to the science fair. Uh, and, and anyway, so Igor witnesses it. He figures out how to do it. They bring a goldfish back to life, but the goldfish is like weird and visible and like not right. And then, uh, I don't know, some other kids figure it out and they bring some animals back to life. There's a whole, you know, conflict with these other kids trying to steal from Victor for the science fair. They all want to do the science fair project of reanimating a corpse at some point, uh, Victor's parents <laughs> find out that he's reanimated a corpse and they're like, you've played God, Victor. <laughs> this is not appropriate. This is not appropriate. This is disgusting <laughs> and wrong. And, uh, uh, sometimes dead is better, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. And then, uh, the end of it is that, uh, what is the what is the resolution? Okay, so the, so they all try to bring people back to life, uh, their pets back to life. At, find it in the pet cemetery. Uh, they they find Sparky, and Sparky realizes they're all mad at him for existing. So he runs back to the pet cemetery uh, to uh, I don't know, just be alone and sad. Um, and then during the uh, sort of fair festival type thing where oh, yeah, Dutch Winona Riders, Day. yeah, Dutch Day, where Renona Ryder's character, who's the neighbor, uh, is you're not going to believe this, folks. It's a hot goth girl. <laughs> well, she's a high school student, but yeah, but she's uh, hot and she's voiced by a 50 year old. Tim um, Burton thinks so anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, if there's anything Tim Burton loves more than a big body drag queen woman, it's a <laughs> hot goth teenage girl. <laughs> he likes them both. This man is he, definitely, a man, definitely a man of a, varied tastes. A not dysfunctional heterosexual man. <laughs> yeah, no, he's normal. <laughs> um, <laughs> if there's one thing about Tim Burton that we all know is that normal he's normal. Guy. Normal guy. <laughs> Perfectly normal dude. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so she's singing a little song, and uh, all of the monsters that they create come out wrong because they don't actually love their pets, I think is the implication. No, they don't love the scientific process. They oh. do love their pets. That's why they're bringing them back to life. Although Igor, I love that Igor is just like a little fucking freak. <laughs> <laughs> he has nothing. He has nothing in this world. Like <laughs> The other kids who steal from Victor, like they go bring back like colossus his his turtle, guinea pig yeah. or whatever and then there's the turtle uh i love that but then like igor like the first thing he brings back is a goldfish that he just buys from the store explicitly <laughs> because it's dead <laughs> and then the second thing he brings back is like a fucking roadkill possum <laughs> oh yeah uh that's a weird one yeah, yeah so they all, they all freak <laughs> They start wreaking havoc on the town and ruining the fair. Um, and Sparky, I think he like tries to find Victor and then goes to the fair and they're like, look at that fucking insane shit. And they they drive him to the uh, the windmill in Dutchtown. Uh, and then it actually s- accidentally sets on fire. And oh, that's right. Yeah. There's a big thing where they have to defeat all of the other monsters, and then Victor gets trapped in the burning windmill. Sparky risks his extra life and dies trying to save. Yeah, they're doing Frankenstein. They're doing Frankenstein. <laughs> and then at the end, they're like, oh, we'll give him a little juice. And they all hook up Sparky to their cars, and uh, Victor does the extra special yeah, sauce of the, crying uh, on him to bring him back They do the torture from, uh, from Three Kings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to, they but, hook him up to a car battery. They call him my man, but in a nice way. Uh, and then they uh, bring Sparky back to life a second time. Oh yeah, and they do it the same way both times, huh? When yeah, Victor, because Victor, oh, that's the secret. That's the sauce. That's why the, the little, that's why the kids who do it without him. That's why they turn into invisible little ghost freaks, right? Uh, because they didn't cry. They didn't cry. Um, so you got to cry when you're bringing your animal back to life. That's part of science. It's, that's what science is. And uh, that's how he comes back to life. And then they live happily. Well, they are undead happily ever after. Yeah. And his parents like are just like over it. They're like, hey, you know what? Sometimes we're wrong. Sometimes we're talking that- about like bringing back an animal from death. Like instead of processing the idea of death, like. You're gonna want to. You're, you're gonna want to do that instead. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, it's no harm in trying, right? <laughs> <laughs> I guess uh, maybe they were like, "Well, hey, maybe, uh, maybe when we die, Victor <laughs> will juice us up with yeah, a little bit of electricity. We'll, maybe we'll be uh, forever undead, and that'll be pretty cool. Wouldn't that be nice? I'm Martin Short. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. So that's the little movie here. Um, <laughs> So, first of all, first thing right off the bat, this movie is just like 
gorgeous black and white. Yes. It's really ballsy to make a children's movie in 2012, stop motion and all black and white. It never, there's never like, and then we're done with that. We're going to color. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's all black. There's and no white. like joke at the beginning where it's because it opens. They even let you think for a second that that's what they will do because right. it opens with uh, Victor makes like a little movie to show his parents. And it's, you know, you're like, oh, so he's made it in black and white. And then there's going to be a snap to color. No. Right. Mm-mm. Never comes only black and white. <laughs> and the black and white is really good. It's like yeah. really nice, rich blacks. Like it looks like an old movie. It looks like real film. Yeah. If there's one thing Tim Burton really knows how to do, it's like this specific aesthetic. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's really great that he's able to, that they let him do this. Yeah. Um, it's cool. Um, yeah. This is the first time that I've watched a Tim Burton movie and been like, really realizing that he is kind of like the Gen X uh, Wes Anderson. Where, like, <laughs> even though I sure, don't think yeah. that his movies are as good as Wes Anderson's. And I do think he's a bit more of a sellout, you of know, course, overall, yeah. he's definitely done some bullshit. Like I have a great appreciation for like the auteurness of him and the fact that he like, he just has a thing that he likes and yeah. it's not really it's not necessarily goth in particular. It's a lot of stuff. There's mm-hmm. a lot coming into his, his general palette. It's very easy to peg him as just like making spooky goth stuff, but he doesn't really, it's almost never like explicitly spooky. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that possibly uh sleepy hollow is his scariest movie. Oh, for sure. Right. Like, I don't like know that he has anything movie. else that is an explicit horror movie. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, mean, I actually, one thing I didn't talk about, uh, but I, I just watched Beetlejuice mm. this week. My boyfriend had never seen it. Uh, and that movie still really holds up, but it's fun. Yes. That's a straight up, that's more like, that has the tone of Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. Like it's, you know, there's a there's ghosts in it. It's about ghosts trying to haunt people out of their house. Yeah, and, and the fact that that's his first, you know, real Tim Burton movie. You know, obviously he made Pee Wee's Big Adventure, but like, that's the first of what we'd consider to be the Tim Burton shit, you know? Absolutely. I mean, it's so Tim Burton-y. It's just like, that movie really feels like, I don't know if I'll ever get to make another movie, so I'm going mm-hmm. to make an insanely me movie. And right. like, I don't, you know, it's just, I'm going to put all of the things I like in one movie. <laughs> and it has like his like weird fascination with like tiki room stuff. And it has yeah, like yeah, the yeah. goth girls who wants to die. And it has just grappling with all of this weird, like shrunken head. Uh, Like, I don't, he has such a specific, I it, it almost made me wonder, like, did he invent that? Like, did he invent that specific, like, 50s exotica mixed with modern goth yeah, like, yeah yeah is he the first one to have been like you know what tiki is goth now yeah it deal does with kind of, it because like deal with like, it it's not just for fucking it's not just for boomer swingers okay <laughs> maybe yeah. it's a goth thing too <laughs> yeah because it's like there was like um music in the 50s and like a lot of like the original halloween stuff was sort of like that like exotica tiki room stuff like the yeah. monster mash and but like i think that's because it was just always tongue-in-cheek but for him taking it like and this is how goth stuff is is mm-hmm. really strange and i think it's kind of where he gets a lot of his that's his like main aesthetic contribution i think right um, so it's really interesting that he 
you know, he's got he's able to do that. And then it's weird that he just immediately did Batman. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, I guess that kind of tips his hand a little bit that he is a bit of just like he's he is a sellout. I mean, that's sure. his. And, and that's not necessarily like the worst thing in the world, but like it's it's very much a part of the Tim Burton, you know, story is that like he's instantly a sellout. He literally like he makes <laughs> the most distinct, like couldn't be a more firm fingerprint pressed into the American psyche, just saying this is what a Tim Burton movie is. Yeah. And then instantly you're like, what if I made Batman? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, he especially with returns, like he puts his stamp on it or whatever. But like, yeah, he definitely has a one for them, one for me kind of thing going. Mm. It just feels like he doesn't always. Oh yeah, because it's 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 Beetlejuice, Batman, Scissorhands, Batman, Ed Wood, and then now then at that point he did two Batmans. He's just fine. He's like, I'm good now. (laughs) I'm good. I'm going to make whatever. I I feel like Planet of the Apes must have been a a one for them because that movie. Yeah, I guess it's but it's a good it's a good stretch there from that's almost 10 years between Batman and Planet. Yeah, because then you got Ed Wood, Mars Attacks, Sleepy Hollow Plant and then Planet of the Apes. Right. And Mm -hmm. then I don't know if I think that Charlie and the Chocolate Factory was explicitly a sellout move from him or if like he actually wanted to do that. That one, that that one's weird. Yeah, it's similar it's, with Alice in Wonderland. I kind of wonder if he wanted that. I think he must have. Maybe he was like, well, maybe I can just do Tim Burton movies that are also ones for them. Right. Um, and that's an interesting strategy. I don't think it paid off for him. I think they're, they're his worst movies. But uh Yes, I do agree with you on that. But Those this are one terrible. Yeah, Alice in Wonderland and uh, and Charlie and Chocolate are by far his worst film. So much so that they kind of like poison his entire filmography to the point where I'm like, well, he's like mostly whiffs. But I don't think that's really true. He's like seventy. Yeah, he some solid hits here. I yeah. mean, I mean, even this Frankenweenie is a recent film by his standards, and it's real cute because you've got Frankenweenie, Big Eyes. Peregrine's home for peculiar children. I was gonna throw that. On. Yeah, I was gonna throw on Peregrine's because I've never even. I've I never, never even, even heard about it. Yeah, I never even thought about it. Or but it Big looks, Eyes, for that matter. I saw Big Eyes in the theater. It was good. Uh, it's okay. It's it's sort. It doesn't have his flair visually at all, but it definitely mm-hmm. has his like scent story wise. If that makes sense. It's got his stank. He's got his stank on it. <laughs> um, it's a okay movie. It's it's really it's it's like his Jersey Girl, I have to say. Oh, okay, uh, <laughs> sure, yeah, I guess. Um, so anyway, Frank and Weenie is a, I think just as much of a love letter to fifties horror movies as Ed Wood is, but for kids, uh, you know, very accessible. Yeah, it's uh, very cute. It's it's uh, you know, like we said, it's doing Frankenstein, right? It's like there's a lot of just like very classic horror movie stuff in it. And it's fun to like adapt that for kids. I think that's a nice idea. It's much nicer than, you know, just making the like 90th, you know, what is a thing that kids like? Let's make a computer animated movie about it. You know, (laughs) it's nice to be like, here's the thing that kids might like, and I'm going to try. And also a specific type of kid will like this more than other kids. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, not everybody is going to be head over heels for this movie, but maybe there's enough weird cultural references and and uh very odd choices 
um, mm-hmm. stylistically and and directorially and character design wise. Like the cat in this movie, like <laughs> the the little girl's cat that has like oh my a huge god, so funny. <laughs> I remember I saw this in the theaters oh, and really? I remember fucking dying laughing at the cat. <laughs> the cat is so funny. It doesn't do anything. It's no. just hilarious. It, and it just shows up places and it like looks really menacingly at stuff. <laughs> It's so funny. And and the way that the girl has the same eyes as it is very uh-huh. funny. Uh there's a lot of funny stuff in this. I think it's it's I think uh fun character design too. I love how Igor's yeah. hands are so fucked up. <laughs> uh I like how one of the kids just looks like Frankenstein. He's got like how yeah, yeah, like yeah, but he's not top. Frankenstein. He's not Frankenstein at all. <laughs> he's a different kid. Um I think that my biggest issue with the movie is that well it's hard it's not really an issue because i think it kind of works in despite despite of this or maybe even because of it but like they're just not characters in this movie yeah like that's a problem (laughs) there's not really a story or relationships i think the closest you get is martin short the dad sort of trying to force baseball on him and like Mm -hmm. trying to trying to also meet him halfway right um, yeah, yeah you don't really get like the mother is barely anything right he's barely anything the dog is really barely any like you don't get a lot of them together at the beginning <laughs> you don't really get a lot of like i mean i get it. it's a boy and his dog like what more do you really need but like yeah. you need a little more <laughs> it does that's i think i think where this is movie- clear who this goth girl is by the way who the fuck is she in oh, relation right. to this story what is her purpose here like who does she know <laughs> well, <laughs> like, she's is- she's the daughter of the neighbor the yeah, mayor i know but i mean like door. but what the fuck is she doing in this movie i don't know what is she doing for the movie <laughs> she like has like one purpose mechanically but it like it feels like you could have done anybody else doing yeah. that I think the whole purpose is just to be like, well, maybe when Victor's a teenager, <laughs> they'll be in love. This will be this will be like a future fling for him. I guess it's a neighbor, um, hot goth neighbor, no less. <laughs> for a kid who brought a dog back from the dead, I think that's going to mean something. Mm-hmm. I guess she's <laughs> also just there just to have the the bride of Frankenstein dog. Mm. Um. But the, have, that dog doesn't that do guy. anything. And that dog already looks like that before there's a Frankenstein <laughs> dog. So what the fuck is that supposed to be? Yeah. And that's the thing. I think a lot of the movie just kind of runs on the tank of, well, this has to be this way for the reference for the gag or whatever, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and I think that's a weakness. I think that's a a big, like, they could have added a story here that had any sort of heart. Yes. Um, and it, it really is it's a it's actually kind of impressive that it survives on being as charming as it is um considering there's no real story at all yeah it's just like you like this puppy he's adorable and you want him to be alive and you want to see the funny cat (laughs) and it's like yes i do i'm gonna keep watching it and i'm gonna be entertained by it but it really isn't much more. I think this is what people think of when they think of Tim Burton sometimes is just like aesthetic with nothing else. Yes. Um, Which he's, he can be guilty of. Yeah. Way more than Wes Anderson, who is also accused of that. Yes. Yeah. 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 I think it's, I think they are really, 
I, I, you know, they're, they're an interesting pair to look at next to each other. Right. Yeah. And I think that you're right. Like, I think that they both get accused of this and, and I just, I don't think it's true of Wes Anderson at all. <laughs> no, absolutely. I think not. the only way you can do <laughs> the only way you can think that of Wes Anderson is if you've only seen his I movies like 10 years ago. <laughs> like if you remember seeing them when you were young and being like, the only thing I remember is like those crazy shots, you know? And then you're like, he's all just those shots. Right. It's like, well, you were a child and you didn't understand like, and it was how... a long time ago. Refresh your memory. There's other stuff happening in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> They're very dark and strange and, you know, emotionally intense. Yeah. Whereas, um, whereas Frank and weenie, extremely does not have anything else going on the you know yeah. the 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 parallel to this obviously would be like something like um uh, fantastic mr fox which is awesome that movie rules yeah, i love that so movie. good and it's also like i mean this looks really good in the black and white but it's not as like it's not as impressive as mr fox like it's not as impressive as using like the actual those animal fur puppets so that every time you manipulate them, the fur moves and stuff. So crazy. That movie is a masterpiece, but I feel like, uh, this movie suffers from a lot of the same things that plague, uh, Isle of dogs, Mm -hmm. um, which is, I think Wes Anderson's biggest and maybe only whiff, um, which is just that. I I only saw the first couple minutes of that and then fell asleep because it's not, it just doesn't have much, going for it doesn't really have much heart it feels very uh surface I remember people level. saying that about darjeeling limited too i think that one needs to be reconsidered mm. um that that movie is a very i, never I think saw that, that one you should watch it it's really good um but this movie has the same problem where it's like it's like if ed wood didn't have any like pain mm-hmm. you know like ed wood is a movie about a guy who is completely fooling himself in a gazillion ways and trying to like create a situation where he can be comfortable um, and just do the things he wants to do. And just like, ah, man, that movie's so good. (laughs) Um, But it has all of the visual beauty of Edward, which I think for me makes it worth watching. Like it's a fun, Mm -hmm. cute movie. It's not, it's definitely for me something I can recommend uh, as a, family friendly Halloween yes. put it on in the background kind of thing. That's for sure. If you are a parent, if you have kids, this is a great one for just chucking on for Halloween season. Cause there's not a lot of these. That's no. something that we didn't bring up is there's not a lot of family friendly Halloween romps, you know, yeah, we had to think pretty hard to get the five that are here for, for this and, month. And, and sleepy hollow isn't even really no. a contender for this. It's a real <laughs> horror movie. <laughs> like, just, I wouldn't show this to kids. No, but well, sleepy hollow. Yeah, yeah. But Frank and weenie, I would Frank and weenie for sure is a good child friendly, easy going down. You know, as long as your yeah, kid has already like understood death to some degree, like you're gonna have a good time. <laughs> well, also, it's, I mean, you know, you were joking around that they were like, "Great, bring stuff back to life," but I think it's a it's a pretty good movie to. I don't know. I'm not a parent, but I think it'd be a pretty good movie to like have a conversation with a kid about death mm-hmm. because it's it it doesn't shy away from how sad it is when Sparky gets killed f- the first time yeah um and you know there can be an in- 
uh, there can be an an inclination to not grieve and like not let it go. Right. Um, and it is a little weird that the movie doesn't let Sparky die at the end. Um, but I guess if you're like a parent, you can be like, well, you can't actually do that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, it's, I don't think it's like detrimental to the movie though. Um, but I think it's, I think it's an interest. I think it's interesting to grapple with death in a children's movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and just have somebody doing something strange like this. I I think it's good. I like it. Do you recommend it? I think so. Yeah, I recommend it for parents. I think if you don't have kids, I wouldn't. Oh, you I don't, don't think, think put this on though? Even for Halloween? No, I think I'd put it. I think I would look at a couple of screenshots of it, and I feel like you've got most <laughs> of what you're going to get out of it. <laughs> if you have kids, for sure, throw this on. If you don't, eh, take yeah. it or leave it. I, I mean, it definitely didn't. There was a sense of like, I don't necessarily feel like my intention was grasped like it's a thing that is fun to look at Mm -hmm. um and there's a lot of references in the movie where it's like oh hey that old movie they're referencing creature from the black lagoon they're referencing the the mask or whatever like it's very lovingly created um and if you're a huge if you're a huge fan of that stuff you know there's a ton to, to look at Yeah, if you're doing the pointing meme at you know <laughs> bell lugosi then yeah. you're gonna find something to like here right but it's it's a it's a pretty solid kids movie i'd say so i guess you're i agree with you recommended it for kids and i think this would this is like a great thing to put on in the background at a halloween party Yes. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, on mute. Yeah, on mute. Spooky. <laughs> it's cute. I like it. Um, I'd never seen it before. So I I'm they, I have no nostalgia towards it. I I enjoyed it okay. There was not, not too many complaints. Yeah, I mean it's not old enough to have nostalgia for it anyway. It's like, you know, yeah, what was twenty twelve, like Yeah, I was were, like in my twenty four what was it, twenty yeah. five or something? <laughs> uh yeah, I'd already, so. I'd already ruined my life several times by that point. <laughs> <laughs> I was not young. Um, or I got, I don't know, whatever. Uh, so that's that's the episode. And the rest of this month will be family-friendly Halloween spooky season movies. That's right. What's uh, what's next week? We've got Hoobie Halloween next week. Hell and I'm, yeah, very, I, I'm really curious. <laughs> I, I, because I, the more I think about this movie, the more I love it. Uh-huh. And I really, in, I was really not sure what I was expecting when I watched it. So I'm really curious what you're going to say about it. Cause yeah. I can, I can really picture you going either way. Like this might be a completely divisive one or you'll understand why it's so fun. We'll see. I'm very excited. Only time will tell. Only time will tell. The time um, specifically being one week from today. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, correct. Uh, but until and we'll then, we'll see you there, listener. Until then, you can go to our Patreon at patreon.com slash generation loss and subscribe for $5 one every month. You get four bonus episodes where we talk about the movie news, articles, whatever's going on. Uh, and also, listener emails has been a, a common theme. And we're also ranking every movie. You can also hang out with us in the Discord if you do that. It's a good time. Uh, follow us on Twitter at GenLostPod. You can follow us individually from there. 
Uh, listen to my other show, BB Bledis. Listen to Jeremy's other show, Al Bummer. And until next time, that's me. Come at the grand line, making a sound. The smell of death is all around. And at night when the cold wind blows, no one cares, nobody knows. I don't want to be buried in a big cemetery. To the sacred place To see the dream I can't escape Molens and fangs that are picking up bones Spirits moaning among the tombstones